Hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we're busy, but we still find time to game. My name is Shelby Stokes. My cohort is here, Mr. Casey Cool. Yo. And Phil Karen is also here. Hello. And joining us today, game designer of Rebel Transmute, the talented Evan Tor. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks yeah. for being on, man. Thanks for it. being here. We uh, we have been geeking out on your game recently and um, kind of some big news. Would you like to tell everybody what happened today? Yeah, um, we passed 100% funding on Kickstarter like a few hours ago, um, which is wild. It, it kind of jumped up over the finish line, and I'm extremely excited. Didn't expect it to happen today, so I'm still like, it feels a little In surreal, all. but um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> now, when does the Kickstarter officially end? Because you can still take donations because you have a stretch goal that I want everyone to try and get because it's going to put Rebel Transmute on the Switch, which... I'm a homer for, but uh, when's the Kickstarter end? Yeah, so the Kickstarter ends in three weeks. We have three full weeks left. It's only been like nine days so far. Um, and I think that's September 30th. I think like sometime in the middle of the day, like 1 p.m. PST or something is when it ends. I'll probably be doing like a live stream that last day as well. Yeah. In like the hours leading up to it. Um but yeah, it's there's definitely room to hit some stretch goals. Um, we just reached seventeen thousand uh, US dollars for funding, and I think the um, switch stretch goal is twenty four thousand. Yeah. So definitely feels achievable within uh, the time we have left. And also was the most requested uh, thing, and I would say like half the comments I got on the Kickstarter Excellent. so far. Excellent. It should um, be. <laughs> so how, you've been working on this project for how long? It's been like four and a and a half years, um, but a f two and a half of those years were, or three and a half of those years were working part time. So okay. I was and like working at Target, working at Trader Joe's, making ends meet, um, and then working on this on like the weekends after work. Um, and then a year ago, I um, or two years ago, I got a job at a game development studio, and I was able to like save up enough to kind of go full time. Uh, a year ago. So I've been one year now full time on the game. Okay. And I've basically done like 80, maybe 75% of the work that's in the, the game right now within the last year. So it's been wow. a blitz of kind of getting things done. And I'm guessing being in the studio, you pick up trades from other developers that you work with and get feedback from them. So that's probably been a blessing as well, right? To you know, hone your craft. For sure. Yeah. And I think one of the main skills I picked up there was learning how to finish something or how to ship something. Mm -hmm. um, I was working on a live game, so it was like constantly getting updated. Right. But uh, a big skill I feel like a lot of like um, creatives struggle with is when to let go of something, when to be like, it's good enough. Um, people will love it. Um, it doesn't need to be perfect. Right. Isn't um, the so true that's, mark of an artist? The last year has helped a lot. Right. The true mark of an artist is they always hate what they do, no matter what. Right. So you just got to let it go. You got to let it fly. Yeah. Well, if that's true. Then I'm definitely an artist. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I was so... saying behind the scenes here that done is better than perfect. Right, and um, right. it's hard mm -hmm. to live by, but easy to say. So it's something that I have to re remind myself of constantly. So what inspired you for this game? Obviously, it's a Metroidvania, but what is that like your bread and butter, your favorite type of game? Or what, where did this idea come about for Rebel Transmit? The game started as a game jam project, actually. So like a 48-hour, um, just make as much as you can in that time frame and then submit it. Um, and it was a mix of a platformer and a like um, uh, top-down shooter. It, it didn't work oh. that well. Um but basically, it evolved quite a lot um, from there. What I kind of held on to was the um, the main character and the graphics. Um, and then I just kept building on it. And I was kind of just playing around doing it as a hobby, doing it for fun. Um, and then it started to take shape as a Metroidvania. Some point in that time frame, I played through Hollow Knight. And that had a big influence on me. I'd already played through a couple Metroid games. I knew I loved it, that genre. But playing through Hollow Knight kind of... Uh, just inspired me in a different way and kind of got me to 
to really hone in on what the game was. So when I when I tell people what it is, it's kind of like a marriage of Metroid and Hollow Knight, um, kind of on the more sci-fi side of Metroidvanias. Um, since we haven't had too many sci-fi ones recently, I feel like uh, yeah. there's kind of a space there that it can fill. Yeah, there's Axiom Verge, and then um, we're getting a bleed in, Shelby. Um, there's Axiom Verge, which I know is like the last sci-fi one. And something like Axiom Verge, you're doing this solo, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm doing the programming, the art, the music. Um, I buy the sound effects off of a sound effects website. But besides that, I am pretty much doing the whole thing. Yeah, you did this whole thing. You you are the, the next Thomas Hap. You are the guy. You are just living <laughs> your life doing this project, which is amazing. Like to think that one person did all this when you play the game. It's so it it seems like a you've been doing this for years. It is a little bit crazy. And I feel like anyone yeah. that does this is a little bit crazy. <laughs> right. You have to be, right? You kinda like genius and crazy are next door neighbors from each other. They kind of teeter that line. Um, how many like what's the longest you'll work? Has there been a period where you're like, Oh, I looked at the clock and it's been fourteen hours of straight work, I need to go rest, or do you have to give yourself oh, breaks? God. <laughs> i don't i don't think i've ever reached 14 hours um yeah. there'll be the uh it, it's not necessarily that i'll like work for like an insane amount of time in a day but there'll be times where i'm like sitting at the computer really involved in something and really excited about what i'm working on and i will maybe work on it for like four or five hours straight and then realize like i gotta eat something i gotta go i gotta stretch i gotta stand up um yeah. but overall i i really do try and challenge myself to sustainably develop the game so okay. to kind of like hit like a 40 hour work week cadence where I'm not pushing myself so hard that I burn out and then I'm unable to like work on it uh, for weeks at a time. Cause I have dev friends who will like um, have talked about working on it, uh, their games continuously for like really long days, really long weeks. Yeah. And then they'll just have to stop for like months. Uh, in the chat, Evan is the real deal. Dapper dog, da- dapper dog digital. Yeah, you are the real deal, man. This is a really, Thank you. So now with the Kickstarter game funded, uh, is there light at the end of the tunnel as far as when you think the game will be done? Yeah, so I'm I'm in kind of a unique uh, unique situation with the Kickstarter where the majority of the game is already complete, and I'm basically raising funds to finish it um, to allow okay. myself to continue to be full time while I wrap up the final like 25 percent of the game. Um, so what that means is I'm aiming for a um, like spring release next year, I'll say. Um, okay. And the Kickstarter funds will let me get to that point. Will uh, let me afford a few other um, polished things, a better sound effects, stuff like that. But there really is like a clear roadmap for for finishing the game. So I'm pretty confident that uh, it'll be released within a year. Yeah, and when I look at your like uh, your bids or what people can buy into. I like that some people are like, if you want to be a boss, right? Like you're giving some pretty cool offers in your rewards tier on your Kickstarter. Um, when people do that, do you ever get any like really ridiculous requests? It's like, I understand this is what I've committed to, but sir, you, I'm not making a sandwich bad guy or something random. Yeah. So those yeah. tiers for me are my favorite because I you know, get inspiration for everything around me. I come up with a lot of the stuff that's in the game, but it's really exciting to hear what other people have in their heads because they'll see what you've already done and they'll come up with something completely different. Yeah. Um, I, I've a few people who have backed at some of those tiers have already like started showing me some designs and stuff, but the bulk of that interaction, the bulk of me kind of looking through those will happen after we're, we're done being funded. Um, but there's definitely... Uh, it's a collaboration. It's not like this is what I want in the game, and if it's like a boss that has thirty attacks and five phases, that that will get in there. Um, it's going to be kind of massaged so that it fits into the flow of the game, the structure of the game, um, but still hopefully keep like an essence of whoever I'm collaborating with, what they want. Um, so it'll it will kind of I think be like a a compromise to to meet somewhere in the middle. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I also think it's like kind of challenging for you, right? Not to put words in your mouth, but like it's a fun challenge to be like, I want to do a hamburger monster. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be like, okay, how is this going to work? How am I going to interpret it? Um, Casey, I like yes. the idea of you being a boss in this game. So can we uh, can we make that happen? You, um, that's only, how, what's that? What's that uh, buy in for that? Uh, it looks that. like 32. Um, 
the full the full boss fight. I, I don't think anyone's gotten that one yet. That's that's uh, three thousand two hundred. Um, yeah, th- I like that high with thirty two. Takes 3, like a month of work. Yeah. Um, hey, if you know I want um, to, if I want my wife to kick me on the street, as much as I'd love to back Evan's project and be a bad guy in this game, I also like being married. No, so no, gonna... don't, don't self-sabotage yeah. here. What I'm thinking is a boss, and you're like a teacher, right? You have uh-huh. like a ruler and a dark, uh, like a blackboard behind you, okay. some sort of projectors going on. When, when's off. the last time you were in a classroom? Because blackboards don't exist um, anymore. It's It's been a hot Did you go to minute. school in the old prairie? Are you well, from, Are you an early frontiersman? Hey, listen, Rebel Transmute is set <laughs> sometime in the near future, so maybe blackboards are just coming around. Like oh, they're, they're going to come back. back around. So I'm a hipster and... teacher. Well, I mean, you said it, not me. Okay. So, okay. and now we have it on record. <laughs> yes, I'm very hipster. Wear suspenders. I drink. Uh, but I, I think it's really cool and really creative the way that you've worked in these different perks. Yeah. Um, I had a really good time watching Phil play this yeah. on stream. That was uh, yesterday morning. I want to say my mornings are getting a little fuzzy, but um, yeah, Phil looked like you were having a pretty good time. Yeah, it was uh, well. First, the fact that you've done all of this on your own is uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's yeah. really, really, really cool. It makes uh, me feel very underaccomplished at the yeah, same time. It makes <laughs> me, it, ma- it makes me feel the same. When I had was doing a little bit of research and looking at the background for this project, I was like, "Wow, this is you have a ton of talent." So kudos to you for whatever the finished product, whenever it eventually comes out, uh, you should feel proud of what you even have right now. What I will say. Uh, I did. I played it for about an hour and a half um, over a cup of coffee, and I thought it was fantastic. I uh, The thing that I found to be the most interesting, okay, here's the game mechanic that I thought that was, uh, to me, the most interesting for the gameplay and the fights was your use of the bubbles. So in the beginning or whatever the bubble type um things are in the very beginning of the demo at first i thought oh i could just pop these and then when i got i got to the boss fight um oh what's the boss fight in the demo um it's the hive the one where you have the three this guy right here uh, which i by the way i didn't i didn't beat and as you can see um I'm I mean, itch. I wasn't going to say it, but you self-sabotaged yeah. yourself. <laughs> I didn't actually beat it. I actually ran out of time and I had to go to my regular job and I didn't realize. But at the time, uh, my boss was actually on watching me um, oh, no. do this. So during it was fine because it wasn't I wasn't okay. supposed to be working or anything. Uh, okay. um, so he, okay. he during our morning meeting, he was like, oh, did you end up beating that boss? I'm like, no, I didn't beat it. But uh, the the use of how the how the bubbles disappear and they come back and they can change the environment without doing something uh, where you have to just jump from platform to platform and like especially in this particular boss fight where you have the the boss kind of like making these things disappear and then you have to move out of the way and then they reappear uh, it made it made the game really really fun to play for me anyways um and also the this the music and sounds that you were using um really i think enhanced the ambiance of this game and made me feel like i was in it um sometimes when i play different platformers and um metroidvania type games um some of the music can be really intense and frenetic all the time. And I think that it's kind of already hard enough to jump from platform to platform and like you're stressed, like thinking, how do I get here? So to have some kind of more chill music that was more like just in the background and not super intense the entire time, I think added to my experience. And I think I noticed it and made mention of it while I was playing, but I had a lot of fun. I thought it was really cool. Um, I don't know if the, full game will have um like a sort of a tutorial mode but i'm glad that the demo didn't because i actually liked that i needed to figure it out on my own and just like we don't do that a lot anymore in games where we do a lot of hand holding where okay you go through a whole segment where you're like this is how you jump around and then you this is how you shoot and this is how you navigate your menu and for me uh while i was playing the demo it was like kind of cool for me to just like p- click on things and go, what does this do? And like, it was really awesome. So yeah, this is, um, 
congratulations. I'm glad that we got to talk to you today after you hit the goal. And <laughs> yeah, um, before you get that's super good, big time. Uh, yeah. lucky, lucky for us. And yeah. kudos to you. Um, it makes me think back. So I always um, think of my favorite game of all times, like the original StarCraft games. And when I think about those games, the reason why it relates to this conversation is that the developers back then, from what I understand, at least from interviews that I've watched with them, they were doing a similar thing. They had to kind of do everything. There wasn't a particular department that did this or a particular department that handled this. They were learning how to do everything throughout the game. Just like, oh, we need to learn how to, learn how to do this. We need to figure out how to get music on here. We need to figure out how to get, right? And they would just go learn it. And that's kind of what you're doing where, okay, I need to figure out how to do this and I'm just going to learn how to do all of it. It's going to make you super well-rounded. Um, and I think that that's amazing. So- Congratulations you think, to you. Do you think part of that? Oh, thank you. Part of part of the madness too, though, because you you have a specific vision, right? And it, it probably I'm sure you could find someone you work with, but you have like a specific way you want this to play out, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I think we all. I mean, I think we all do, right? I mean, I think we all kind of we have a, a sense. Like some people, want, like I will say, I will add to that because I'm not, as if I haven't heaped on enough praise already. I will say that you really thought of everything. Like there were areas that were kind of secret areas that you just like walk into a wall or you shoot a wall or you and you thought of all that. Like I like oh, I'm into this place now and I don't think I can go here yet because I don't think because you know I've played Hollow Knight so I know like okay I'm yeah. gonna need another I'm gonna need another tool in, or, in order for me to come back and revisit this particular area you know whether it's a wall jump or a hook shot or something that explodes that I can get access to but it's cool that oh I just stumbled upon this that feeling right of stumbling upon something and being like I figured something out that no like yeah. nowadays you can just YouTube everything right so it's like how do I beat this boss? And then you watch it for like 15 seconds and there's no joy. So for me, I played this game right the other morning, completely blind. Like I did not know anything about it. I didn't read anything about it. I just turned it on. I downloaded it and I turned it on. So that was, um, that was my experience and it so, was, uh, it was fun. Yeah, no. And like, it's a, it, but like I was saying to Evan, it, you, you, it, it'd be hard to probably, delegate this because this is all from you right like you know how you want to go because i'm guessing you played a lot of metroids yeah. you can tell from this right because you're pulling from like i guess what are some of your favorite metroidvanias yeah uh well, well first i'll say that I, I do think it would be harder to make a game like this with more people like especially yeah. if i was the one heading up like uh, a group of people and trying to direct them like that's a that's a whole different skill um yeah. and all and it's just more people involved more opinions involved but I will say, like, I, I don't think I set out with this singular vision that I was like, I need to execute this. This is the, like, you know, holy vision of what this game needs to be, and I'll execute it on it perfectly. It, it's been a lot of trial and error, a lot of learning. Um, like, mm -hmm. I couldn't do pixel art when I started on this. And I think at any point in the process, if I was given the opportunity to, like, work with someone I could trust to do the pixel art and or I could afford to pay them, like, I would have probably taken that. Um, but it was almost like a skilled born out of necessity um yeah but i, I, I mean do... for never doing it you did a great job How, like uh, is it a bunch of youtube tutorials are you like what what is your YouTube honestly it's like a right lot now? of youtube tutorials a lot okay. of like browsing um the pixel art subreddit um it's a, it's a lot of like looking at how other people have done it practicing it and then coming up with something really bad and then doing it five more times and then being happy with it um, yeah. A lot of I, a lot of work on this game really came to a head in the demo that I put out for, for this mm -hmm. Kickstarter. Um, I, it's kind of like the first time in the entire development that I felt like things were finally clicking the way I wanted them to, and it was more of a feeling than a like list of things that needed to be in the game. Trying to get in that flow state is really hard for some people to do, and it sounds like you're hitting it, and yeah. that's and that's the most exciting for me because like I I. I like to think myself of as a Metroidvania like connoisseur. Like Same. I love this style of game. This is my favorite style of game. And within like five minutes of this demo, like it just felt right. You know what I mean? I, I was almost like, okay, I can set this down. Like I'm going to play this eventually. Like this is happening. You know what I mean? Like it, it just the way it felt. And then watching Phil play through, cause you got further through the demo than I did Phil, but watching you play this morning, you came through some of the discoveries that I did early and then later in the game, what I appreciated was the fact that you really took into consideration how Hollow Knight 
moved the series forward, right? You're not allowing your character to hang back and like snipe. You have to get in, be a little bit more aggressive. And then when your body falls, you have to come back and find that again, which is kind of, you know, borrowed from Hollow Knight. But to do it or in this Demon genre, Souls, in like right? yeah. the future setting, I yeah. thought was really, really a good spin on it. So I'm I'm excited, Thank man. You. I'm yeah. so happy you hit your goal. Thank you. I would also have to shout out uh, Environmental Station Alpha, which is a game that has a very similar um, blaster okay. to, to mine in terms oh, of really? it's a short range like sci-fi gun, um, but it it kind of plays almost like a melee game. Um, I kind of yeah. take it a step further in that there's knockback and it feels a little bit more like the Hollow Knight physics, yeah, yeah. I think, but um, it's still kind of a blend of those two, the shooter and the melee um, Metroidvania styles. So I'm a big Metroidvania guy, and for me, I'm also the dirty Mac user, so like getting a demo on Mac is like very rare. So I was sad that I couldn't play this, and then I'm, I hope more than anything this comes on the Switch. I'm I'm putting into your Kickstarter here yeah. after the show. I was going to say that, I um because this I is really this is going to be a boss. A uh, great yeah, brand no, gaming not, comes in but, and um, says, "I like how you get bonus health once you recover the body." Yeah, yeah I thought that was nice a cool too. touch too. Um, now the question I did have for you, so like. Obviously, what are, are some of your favorite, we talked about earlier, what are some of your favorite Metroidvanias? Right. Um, well, of course, there is the Metroid series. And I think for me, um, I, I, I'm i like, a, I like to collect things and I like to play yeah. things in order. So I, at some point, I like, you know, eight or nine years ago, I was like, I'm getting into Metroid. Yeah. Uh, I played okay. the original Metroid. I got, I got Super yes. Metroid to play that. Um, I, I played Metroid 2 first, actually, for the the game boy and i got game like boy? Yeah, yeah 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 um and I, I honestly i will say metroid 2 just hit hit some some kind of way for me where i really, really liked good. it um it's one of the yeah, better super game metroid, games yeah and then super metroid of course is a classic everyone is inspired by it that's working in this genre now um but um the the game boy ones are, are awesome as well i haven't beaten any of them but i've definitely touched them um and then more recent stuff like Axiom Verge, uh, Hollow Knight, Environmental Station Alpha. There's been so many new games in this genre that are each doing a, a, something a little different. So uh, when I came along, I was kind of like, I just want to take my favorite parts of each of these and maybe put a little something new into it as well. Um, but it's really kind of broadening as a genre, yeah. which I think makes it really exciting to be working in it. You see, I'm in that camp too. I I haven't touched like I remember as a kid I played a little bit of the Castlevanias, but part of me really wants to go back to that part of the Metroidvanias and really take those in because I I like I have this SNES Mini and I'm like maybe I should just fire up the Super Castlevania and try that. Um, but I what I really like about Rebel Transmute too, where I think of Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge does a really creepy sci-fi, and that's not an insult. Like it's a really like dark. Yours has a nice balance of. Ooh, suspense, but the art makes it like, okay, I'm not going to have nightmares from this random giant <laughs> deuce ex mocking a machine staring at me in the middle of the night. It, it's my son wouldn't walk out of the room telling my wife what I was like, you can't play this, like, you know, with your game. I think this is more like yeah, there's a huge creepy robot lady on the screen. I don't know what's yeah. happening. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When you're six years old, you see that. That's very, very, I, we've had a lot of talks about robots that have not gone well and by we um, do you mean you and your therapist or what are you getting me my therapist and my and my wife usually like why what's the creepy robot doing on the screen uh, well you took i mean you took a lot of uh you took a lot of thought into the user experience i think yeah. with this game i think is what, what they're both getting at where like for instance you are a bit more forgiving right that you don't lose all of your like i want to i keep wanting to say souls because that's what i always think of but you don't lose like all of your currency yeah like when you initially die you as long as you make it back there i think it's like 10 percent, and then the second time right you lose like 50 percent. and the same thing with the extra health like you have built in incentives and rewards for like this is why i should go do this because i know that i've had many times like i have never finished hollow knight but I had many times in Hollow Knight where I had like 200, whatever the currency is. And I would be like, I'm not going back there. Right. Like I'm not like, I'm not going to go yeah. all the way back down there to go get that. So for you to build the incentives, I think was, is pretty thoughtful right. about like, designing yeah. it. I could grind 200. I've been playing, uh, yeah. I've been playing Elden Ring recently, so I keep calling them runes mm. um, when I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like I wanted to still have challenge and there be consequences to failing or to dying. But I don't want to 
it's a hard balance in a Metroidvania where you want the player to explore and you want the player to feel like they're making progress and getting stronger. And right. so it's 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 kind of a balancing act as I continue development of like how do I make people afraid of dying, of of failing at a challenge, but still incentivize them to try it again or to keep exploring or pushing further. Right, because it's also the thing about Metroidvania is it's not like like I'm a huge Pokemon fan, but if I'm doing certain things in Pokemon, I can have the TV on, right? I don't have to be fully engaged. Where like okay. if you play a Metroidvania, yeah, and especially one where there's consequences for death, like Hollow Knight, you have to be like this is what I'm doing. Right. So I, I like Yeah, that. you you left your hands off the controller and an enemy just wanders into you and Yeah, you're like, where'd that come from? Brain. He wasn't I didn't see that pattern. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the word. Been there. Catter P out of here. Yeah, like I'm just gonna get up and go to the bathroom and not hit pause. And then a thousand souls later. No. <laughs> um, so I you were playing Elden Ring. What else is on your backlog? What are some games that you're trying to get through when you have time when you're not making a game? There is too many to list. Um, recently, <laughs> it, it has been some Elden Ring. I'm stuck on we a few you. different bosses, so I'll fire it up and I'll ping pong back and forth, seeing if I can make headway. Um, I play a lot of Slay the Spire. Um, that's kind of mm. like my unwind game. It's completely Chill different game. than what I'm working on. Um, yeah. So I'm able to just just let loose, just, just really... Uh, it's, it's a really... Um, challenging game, so it's interesting that it's my relaxed game, but it but it really is. It's kind of just getting into a, like a flow state and and playing that. Um, and I play a lot of Apex Legends with friends as well. Um, so I, I, I'm kind of all over the place. Dude, well, you the, are hitting yeah. all of Phil's boxes right now. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are because yeah, you and I are on the same wavelength right now because I actually I, and I saw Shelby's face because I knew it was a good lead in because that is I actually have never played Slay the Spire and I downloaded it and I actually oh. planned on playing it tomorrow. On I think screen. that's a Phil game for yeah, sure. Yeah, I have I you nice. know I like I like. Um, card games i played a lot of hearthstone i played a lot of magic the gathering um i like roguelikes like right i've been playing school i play a lot of skull hero um and so yes it's just funny that you mentioned that because i have a stream scheduled tomorrow morning for an hour and a half before work where that i'm going to be doing my first playthrough of that game so I'll be checking that out yes um i know we're all talking about our playthroughs because like right now like my chill game i i was telling them because i'm busy with my real life job but I'm playing Pokemon Emerald on stream from time to time. I'm doing a Nuzlocke run, which it sounds like a Nuzlocke's are not like the most chill thing. But for me, it's like, whatever, just go for it. Let's let them all die. Um, and that's been fun. I, cause I like to go back and play games I've played multiple times. So for me, and Emerald's the only version that I haven't played of that. So that's been really nice too. I think, I think having a chill game is important. Something that you can turn your brain off. Shelby, are you playing any chill games right now? I know you were chilling at PAX. I Look at that segue. There's been <laughs> so many things going on. I talked a little bit at last night uh, about it last night in the stream. I went to PAX. I was there with Dr. Z. It was awesome. Um, I have so many games that we saw and um, just so much talent on display. You know, I was telling um, my buddy Dr. Z uh, this when we were at PAX the other day. And um, it's, it's just funny how the entire conference has evolved so much right it's gone from like these big tentpole producers throwing all this money at like key franchises and where it is today is it's like walking through and actually talking with people that create games like yeah. boots on the ground people that are actually coding working on marketing you know there of course there's hired people to be there and talk to individuals that's part of the game there but at the end of the day like you're really getting um intimate conversations with people that actually care about what they're doing. Yeah. And that is so exciting. And I think that's where the heart of PAX will continue to thrive is just having these conversations with people and, and watching them light up when they talk about their passions. So um, it, it was a blast. I was there for one day. I was only there on Monday. It seemed like it was the most lightly attended. Cause it's the end of it, right? Like, yeah. Lightly yeah. trafficked. Like I'm sure there was a lot of people there, but there wasn't people there all day. Um, saw Splatoon 3 championship. Um, cool. I still don't have any idea what's happening in Splatoon 3, but it is very colorful and yeah. I appreciate colors. Paint the field, shoot with the paintballs. <laughs> I have a question for you. Talking about people really passionate, how was the One Piece passion for One Piece Odyssey? Oh okay, so this is going to be your gateway to buying a PC, Casey. I, were just I, say, I'm, just, I'm more likely a Series S, but okay. 
okay i mean whatever you need to do however you need to get there we're just going to yeah. get you there it okay. looks cool like it's it you know what it reminded me of it reminded dragon me quest? of that dragon quest game that yeah. you loved from like two years back dragon quest 11 the yeah the, yeah great game yeah, so third-person exploration, and then when you get into battles, it's turn-based. But, you know, three enemies, three enemies, or however big the party is. Mm -hmm. And um, just exchanging blows. And um, the art style looks really cool. Like, if you know One Piece, and if you know anything about Amway, and am Amway? Anime, Amway? Uh, I'm not sure. You Amway, the, uh, the telemarketing scheme? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. If you beat yeah. One Piece, they send you a box of soap, and everybody is happy. That's Got how it. it works. Cool. Yes. All right. <laughs> what what odor it. is the one piece soap? That's um, what I need to know. It smells like Sakuracon, is what it okay. smells like. <laughs> okay, good. Pick your poison. Um, Armpit. Yeah, so so no, a ton um, of fun at PAX. I'm definitely going back next year. So if you want to meet up with our team, and that's to anybody listening yeah. or watching, you know, let's uh, let's set something up. I yeah, started pa I started a PAX together. Prime channel in our Discord. So um, hopefully raid. we'll use that a little bit more often but um yeah i'm excited to set it up for next year um saw credits on hitman 3 oh! that came to an end last night so excited that that um can i can put that one you behind me i did it i did it i did the hitman 3 and um, what's your final verdict it's fun i i think it's a play i i think it's a play it buy, buy it, it or play for sure buy it. Okay. i mean there's so much content there and the replayability is so high that you're going to have fun with it um i just played through the base game and had a blast doing it um so really appreciated that i don't really have much more to add outside of what i've already discussed on this podcast and um i'm also on the th final boss of a game called chicory oh when did you start that um last week after, okay. wow, after that's i got quick. off the yeah it's it's about a nine hour game and um it's the I paint game right I, this I is like, paint games not like oh it's from Vinji. Vinji makes great stuff yeah, so so if you're watching the stream or you're just listening, essentially what this is, it's a game with like Z original Zelda paneling. So it's top down, you can move northwest, um, east, south, wherever you Love choose that. to move on the grid. But it's all like black and white when you get into a new zone and then you can paint the color uh, that you choose onto the map. And essentially those colors will affect the map in some way, shape or form. Oh um this game got under my skin and i've been playing it like for an hour plus every night before i fall asleep and it's turned into some pretty late nights um one thing that i do have to say about this title is it really gets into a similar space that spirit fair got into so it's tackling oh. issues of being an artist and perfection and imposter syndrome and, you know, there's a mentor in the game and you're not sure if they have faith in your abilities or not. So there's some storylines about that. It gets pretty heavy, which um, is, is pretty interesting considering the art style is so unique. So how often have you cried playing this game? I have not cried in this game. And that is one thing that I will say in terms of this game compared to Spirit Fair. I think I already mentioned it once. Spirit Fair was much more impactful for me because it's tackling issues like death. This is tackling issues of the artist. And um, I think it does really well in expanding on those different ideas and thoughts. Um, I think this is a cool experience. And the gameplay is neat in that... I'm playing on a switch and I have the thumbstick in my left hand where I'm moving the character and the right um, hand is using the touchpad on the switch. So I'm literally oh. drawing and using the stick at the same time, which is unlike, yeah, something I've normally yeah, seen. Nice. So I'd suggest playing on the switch for that reason alone. I know this is also available on PS five and PS four. So I'm guessing that touchpad on the controller comes into play, but um, I, I'm liking it. I wouldn't say, you know, go out and buy it. I'd say watch a couple of playthroughs, check out the trailer. And if it's something that speaks to you, especially if you're an artist or a creator in any way, um, I think this really hits some keynotes. So uh, I've had fun with it. I'll, I'll also throw in there. Go ahead. I, I played like an hour, um, but I was playing it on the TV and you can use the, um, one of the joy cons as like a, um, kind of like a, you know, a Wiimote, um, to what? paint on the screen and it works oh, really like well. Um, so you're moving around with one hand and then you're just actually like painting in the air and it's working, uh, painting on the screen. It, it, it feels really great. I think at that far, but it just, it, like the moment to moment gameplay in that game feels really nice. Yeah. It looks like a nice kind of 
palate cleansing, like, let me try something. And it's different. It's not just like go through, kill the man and do the thing, right? It's definitely different than Hitman, right? You yeah, and, people I mean, with muffins. yeah, there's no combat in this game. Like it's puzzle solving. And then when you get to the boss battles, um, it has to do with, you know, coloring and moving your character around. So, I mean, you're not leveling up. You are getting new abilities as you work through the maps. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it much more than I thought I did. But to your point, Casey, it does feel like a palate cleanser. Evan, so so you got about an hour in. Are you going to go back to it, or you think you're going to park it for a while? I would love to go back to it. I, I think I have a problem where I start a lot of games and don't finish a lot of them because one of my favorite parts of uh, playing video games is experiencing something completely new. So there's mm. like a honeymoon period where I just like I kind of crave that feeling. <laughs> I just go on to the next yeah. one. Right. I think Seriously. I'll come back to Chicory. Yeah. Yeah, serial serial gaming is an issue. We have, oh. we've all suffered it. We kind of this is our this is our accountability group. Like, hey, you're gonna beat that game. You know, you have the accountability buddies. That's what we are for each other. On I mean, finish this game. Yeah, one could argue that's how this whole got started. Is we kept yeah. buying games and finishing none of them. So that, it's like that hey, is the happiness yeah. of the show. I've beaten yeah. more games in the last like since we started this show than in forever. Because it's like okay, I gotta finish this and have like a real take. But I'm the same way where it's like. And also now that I've gotten older, it's like, okay, I paid fifty dollars for this. Like, is it worth the? You know, I, I. That's what Game Pass. We always talk about that, the rental thing. I would love to be able to just like sample everything. Um, yeah, that's cool. I see uh, Graybard Gaming is also in the chat again. What's up, Graybard? It's nice to see you here. Thanks for hanging out. Dead, um, yeah, he says Dead Sales is amazing side-scrolling roguelike game, dude. I second that. I know Doctor Z has not yes. played Dead Cells. They were had a showing at the booth. Um, at PAX just recently, and I think they're going to integrate multiplayer, and it looks pretty darn cool. Nice. When then that, yeah, yeah. Um, the Steamworld Dig also looks really cool, and I think that's out here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we should move into news, and if we, if that's okay with everybody, and it's kind of a sad start to the news story as we go to our speculation news network. And there's no speculation with this first story. Um, so writer of Kotaku, one of the oldest online video game magazine, Mike Faye, he passed away over the last few weeks. Um, and if you didn't know Mike Faye or if that name seems familiar, he's a really beloved games journalist. And it's very sad uh, to hear his passing. He's been sick for a bit now, I guess, from what I understood. And um, died at the age of 49. And the, the really sad thing is, you know, we're all, well, I, Evan, I can't speak for you. You're not a dad yet, are you? No, he's no. shaking his head. No. So no, we're all fathers no. here. And um, I know he's survived by his partner and his two sons that are 11, which is just got to be so hard to go through. Um, but there's a GoFundMe for him and his family. And uh, if people want to go to that, I'm linking it in the chat. And it'll be in the description of this episode. Um, because it, it, I can, like that really just, uh, I work with kids that age. And I've had that happen in classes and the impact that it had and the impact that it had on the gaming community because he was a really beloved figure. And his articles were great. He talked about playing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu with his kids, I believe, years ago. And uh, and I, I've always really enjoyed his work at Kotaku. And it's a it's a big loss to the Yeah, and, and Kotaku has been my go-to site for news for years and years. Um, in mm -hmm. the past couple of years, I've had, you know, my love-hate relationship with it. But Mike Fahey was a really big reason that I loved that site the way I yeah. did. Like, I thought that the articles were, like, upbeat and quirky and, you know, a little fluffy in spots, which I appreciated in my game news. And um, I have many fond memories of watching him review like different snack foods that would come out. Yes. And I know that's probably not the pinnacle of his journalism. And he's, and he's probably looking down like, why would you reference that? But I know he's done a lot of good work and he really lives in my mind as a positive influence on the gaming industry. And it's just um, really sad to hear somebody of this stature has gone too soon. So big shout out to the Kotaku team yeah. and Mike Fahey, Mike Fahey and his family specifically. That Kickstarter is in our chat and it will be in the description of this podcast below. Um, in other news, awesome games done quick, which again, I think Rebel Transmute would be an amazing game to see people speedrun. And I'm sure you have that in your mind too, like the speedrun community. You have to. Yeah, with Metroid there's, games, a, there's right? a speedrun timer uh, built in to the Love demo it. and I'm going to have that Love in full version as well. What's, um, the, what's the best record? Do you keep tabs on that? Like who's, um, who's crushing your game and talk to them? 
don't know if anyone's posted spe- uh, a speedrun video yet. Um, I'm going to eventually have a competition in like a week um, for okay. like some some rewards. Uh, so we'll see what it ends up being. Um, okay. But I think you can probably do it pretty quickly. There's a lot of optional stuff in the demo. I, I'm going to say under seven will be the best time. I don't know what Bulldog's I, I 1992's so. best time is, but he says, hey, Evan. Hey, Evan, says, that's hey, his Evan. best time. No, for sure. 900, what <laughs> yeah, is that? Whoever does get the best time. Seconds? I yeah. know it's not going to be me. No. <laughs> are you, are you putting so, out, Yeah, you would, I, that's weird. Like, you're the creator. You should be the fastest, right? But and I'm not that good at video game? games. In an odd <laughs> twist of fate. You not are in good company, my friend. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, Ironically, you, makes it done. hard to balance a game when you're like, "Well, it seems like really difficult to me." So, does that mean someone else would find it like perfectly challenging? Or yeah, <laughs> what's right, the balance? Right. Uh, well, yeah, I meant to I meant to ask you about that. Well, I actually had a couple of questions for you that I thought of from earlier. The first one being, yeah, when you're designing, um, because I know nothing about about it. When you're designing a level or an area or a boss fight, like what is that process like for you personally? Do you set all the pieces in motion and go, how does this work together? Um, and then like tweak it a little bit at a time, or do you throw out ideas and just try random things? Like, oh, what if we put this in, into this area? Like, what does that creative process look like for you when you're working through things? Sure. Um, on any given day, it could be different. Often I'll start with an idea and then that idea could be, I first make the art for it um, and then try to throw it in the game and add some programming to it to see it in motion. Or I just start with something in game without any art and see if that works. Often when designing levels, I will lay stuff out, not worry about if it's good or not yet, um, but just get the idea of the level I had in there. And then I'll start playing it and realize it was like literally impossible to get through or that it was completely boring. So you just run straight through uh i'll i'll polish it as much as i can in it but um i've really been learning that play testing is is how to, you kind of like balance these things so i have some play testers in my discord that i'll send out say, builds yeah. to or i'll watch you're, youtube videos and that's really when i learn like yeah it's it's a wonderful resource and that's really when i learn if something is reasonably difficult or not well, you got a good crew because they're real honest with you, and they really and they're also really protective of Evan. Like they're very passionate. And like, hey, like this, they 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 ha- they are invested in the game, so that's good. That's always a good sign. I think. Well, it can it yeah, can I be challenging. No, go ahead, go ahead. Evan. I was just gonna say, I think they are passionate about the game, and I think they're passionate about the genre. So it's interesting because mm-hmm. everyone has a little bit of a different idea of what a like perfect Metroidvania is. Right. So it's wonderful to have these different ideas, different like passions coming through, and then I kind of get to like sift through them and figure out what makes sense for the game. And it's ultimately what you want to do. And sometimes you can be like, well, why don't you make a game? Like, you know, you just say that to them. You come back well, and it, go, yeah, I mean, yeah. it can, it can get really challenging when you're trying to create something, especially when you're trying to create something from scratch, mm-hmm. because you'll have people that are really close to you. Like I know that I have branched out, right. And tried writing I, and doing different things. And whenever you try to do something that's completely new or like, hey, I'm making a project that I'm really serious about, you'll have a lot of people that will come in, be really supportive of you, like, but they won't give honest feedback about the game itself, right? Like, be like, oh, we're, we're like, we really hope that you do well. And this is really awesome. And, but like, like what I really need right now is like, I need to know whether this is good or it's not good. Like, I need to know, like, I need someone to just tell me the truth about like, does this work, right? Like I need to cut through that. So it can be difficult. And it sounds like you have surrounded yourself with a group of people who are willing to actually give you that feedback and be like, I really liked this element, but I didn't like that as much. And that can be super, super helpful. For sure. And I'll also say I have like a small community on Discord, a a separate Discord of uh, game developers who were all kind of working on our own solo projects. And that's a wonderful place to get some encouragement, but to also bounce ideas off people in an environment where like people are working on games by themselves and they're the sole creator force behind it. It can be really difficult to figure out if you're on the right path or not. So um, like all the people on the Discord, the Rebel Transmute Discord that like kind of give their own feedback and opinions, that's super useful, but to also get the opinions of like other creatives is also invaluable. So I'm very lucky with the people that uh, I have surrounded myself with. Well, just to bring it back to and surround yourself with people, you're going to have to surround yourself with the speedrun community, but uh, awesome games done quick. They're going to do their Florida event in spring and they just canceled the in-person 
uh, ref reasons being the, the fear of COVID-19 and the policies that Florida has in place and then some of the other political choices they have made about people in that community maybe not feeling the safest there. Uh, sad to see that. I really like it when it is in person. I think something about in-person events is just like there's I obviously we do this online. I would love to do it in person if we lived all like a mile from each other. But uh, it's something about games and quick and seeing the crowd react. They're, and like, have, do you guys watch games and quick? Is that something you pay attention to? Shelby? I don't watch it live. Like I'll, okay. I'll go back, especially after I play a game. Right. So if I like go through a game and I'm like, huh, I'll watch a speed run of this or at least scrub through it and watching a game that took me like 90 hours to complete like hollow Knight, and somebody knocks it out in like three minutes. is just like, Oh, this is soul crushing. Um, so mad props to that community, but uh, they're missing something by not being in person. And it's right. too bad. They couldn't come together and make it work, but you know, the world's a crazy place and um, yeah. you know, actions have, uh, actions have reactions yeah. and consequences and you're seeing some of that here the consequence so. we're truly missing out is the cringe compilations that come from always games and quick like those are my favorite when there's the people that are playing at two in the morning and then there's that awkward moment that makes the highlight reel so they those are the best there's some from like 2014 that i'll still watch and get a giggle from um in yeah. our um, oh go ahead show our final story has to do with uh, all the Lotro fans out there. That stands for Lord of the Rings, in case someone's paying attention. I believe it's uh, Lord of the Rings is a new show out, and it's on Amazon, and people are really liking it. Um, kind of. 25 million viewers. And this makes this uh, Amazon Prime's most watched premiere of uh, all time. So uh, they're doing something right. It's yes. amazing. What's interesting about it, okay. So there has been some outcry. People are being buttholes on the internet. Surprise, surprise. No, not uh, uh, <laughs> about it. But um, uh, so the you, we know about review bombing, right? This is something that I saw was interesting. I'm holding out because I promised my wife I would watch a sh- show with her, right? So audience is giving this. What do you think the audience is giving this? Uh, show on Rotten Tomatoes. A 1992. A 1992. It's actually in Bulldog. 1992 is the exact percent. Um, No, realistically, do you think it's above or below in the audience? Uh, Above, for sure. Okay. What do you think, Phil? You're muted. You're muted, Phil. Uh, What I'm going to say is, I mean, I kind of know where you're going with this story, but the audience is going to give it a terrible review and the critics are going to give it an amazing review. It's going to be like 80% from critics and like 23 from the audience. Good guess. 82 from critics, 39 from the audience. Now, something they tried to do because of League of Their Own, they thought, okay, we're just going to wait. People have to wait three days to not review bomb it. They thought that would work, right? Because they did that with League of Their Own. I think the truth is people aren't watching League of Their Own, and that's why it worked out for them. And critics are watching it, and it's a good show, great movie. But I, there's just the review bombing. Sometimes I pay attention to the audience. Usually, I'm more of when a critic gives something a low review, and the audience is really high on it. That's when I'm more interested. When I see this, then I know it's true, right? Like I know how to kind of defer that. Um, people just need to chill out. It's a fantasy land. Like enjoy it, let it develop. Evan, what do you, what do you think? I know you're, you're a low tour guy, right? You, you've been watching. You watch. The yeah. Show. Um, I don't, I don't think I realized how much of a Lord of the Rings person I was until I started watching the first episode and just started having like a very visceral reaction to it of being like, this is wa- like a, a wonderful reaction, like feeling like I was being transported to a world that I like had loved and missed. Um, and, and I've been loving it. Um, I almost feel like in spirit, it is, uh, perfectly aligned with the books, um, just as much as the original Peter Jackson trilogy was, um, I'm, I'm sure people are review bombing it because it's not Peter Jackson, and also because there's you know a more diverse cast in this. Yeah, um, God, God forbid that there's a Black <laughs> Hobbit or there's a Black Elf. Oh my God, it, this was made in Europe. No, sir, this was not made about Europe. This was a fantasy land that J.R.R. Tolkien came up with in his mind. Yeah, he did not specifically make this a race war. 
Chill out. I I just grass. have to say that I am pleasantly surprised. Not surprised. I'm pleasantly yeah. I'm pleasantly su- pleasantly surprised to realize that this is really gaining traction. You know, because yeah. when I first heard about this title, it's like okay, Game of Thrones has come and gone. Like Lord Lotro was a while back. Like, how are they going to do this? And it sounds like they really did a good job with the series. Um, I've had some of my friends say that they're watching the new um, Game of Thrones series and this Lord of the Rings series. And many of them are skewing this way. They're saying that this is a better show as of right now. Now, if you've watched Game of Thrones, you know, it gets twisty and turny in the back half. So, you know, we'll hold out judgment for when that happens. But I'm just very, very happy that this is being well received, even if it's being reviewed bombed 25 million viewers making it the best premiere that prime has had like that says something about the quality of work that they're putting out yeah i, I, I will say i had a i had similar reservations leading up to this of like is this going to be as good the trailers it was hard to get a feeling on what the show was going to be like but now i'm watching game of thrones and lord of the rings each week as they come out and they're just very different shows as well Lord of the Rings is much more grand, much more epic, much more about the world and and bouncing all over it. And Game of Thrones is much more character focused, much more about how these people interact with each other, how they feel about each other. So it's it's, it's like a wonderful treat to just have these two really good fantasy shows to jump between. And they're both prequels, right? I think I think the both prequels, yeah. like with my understanding, yeah. I I really hope this takes off, and I really hope I would like to see something after Lord of the Rings. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I understand people want to appreciate the work, but I hope if this is really, it continues to grow, they do something after the low tour, uh, the, the, you know, the trilogy. I the think that's the like Sam Y. Sam G. Uh, maybe. Sure. It could be a hundred years later, put in the steampunk world. Let's get real weird. Like let's, let's, let's change I'd it watch up. that. Yeah, see? yeah, not, not right. to get not to get too nerdy, but like there are so many good Tolkien stories throughout. Like obviously, most of them are before Lord of the Rings, because that's kind of the mm-hmm. sun setting on this magical world. But there's so many interesting like one-off tales within it that would make for an interesting like one season of a, a TV show or a one-off yeah. movie. That absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I want to see that. <laughs> I want to see stuff like give me give me more of the content like if we can get a marvel movie every year we should get lord of the ring content every year people are clamoring for it um and you know i think we're clamoring for our final game because lord of tour has some great music but we're going to test everybody's ear with our new segment name that tune uh to wrap up the show show you want to this game tune so this is much like a, a wordle influenced type game where we are going to play a game called video game hurdle and within this game what's going to happen is we're going to play a little clip it's going to sound like this for today y'all hear that can y'all can y'all hear that okay cool um <laughs> i hope you can hear it on stream too we can hear it here so hopefully you hear it there and we're gonna to have to guess what this song is this song is referencing some sort of video game we have um, six guesses we have i yes yeah. yeah so once morning. you make yeah once you make a guess if you guess incorrectly you get a longer section of the song okay. until eventually you get the full whatever it is 10 seconds or 8 seconds or whatever the full soundbite is okay um, and we're this is, and we're this working is together yes yes, yeah. yes. i mean okay. we can I have no idea what this is <laughs> yeah i have a, all right um no i'm trying to sabotage uh okay now go ahead uh shall we keep playing again all right dj a lot, of, a lot of snare drum. Okay, my first guess. I have a guess. Jet Set Radio. I kind of get a Jet Set Radio vibe. You guys remember that Jet Set Radio on Dreamcast? That's the game that you bring back. Any, yeah. any objections for that as the first guess? No, I, I, I have guess. no idea what this yeah, is. No, I, I have no <laughs> idea. I was thinking maybe a JRPG or something. But maybe. I, I it's, it's, yeah. The Jet, Jet Set Options. Set radio for submission no, negative no. ghost rider negative right. strike one chat if, if you need to have any help here oh, man that that is no help. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad i cleared the snare drum three more times yeah, yeah for sure um uh, i um if world ends with you i mean that's always a game that i come back to that. that had music and mu- it's a game that had music. I say Shelby, we might have to it do the video one. Music. We might have to do the video one as well. No, Did you already on. the video one? Dude, uh, no, I, I have it today, but I've been knocking those out. God. Play play it again. Play the yeah, next one this. again. 
game world ends with you. It could be. I feel like maybe Crazy Taxi. I'm getting like a Sega game. I go back to the Dreamcast. Yeah, I was thinking it was like a little crunchy sounding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Crazy Taxi is not an option. Hmm. What's an option? Uh, World ends with you is a horrible choice. There's a lot of options. Uh, What about Sonic? Yeah, you could probably do a song. I don't maybe. It'd that be doesn't like seem Sonic crazy Adventure enough to 2. be a Sonic song. Yeah. Yeah, Sonic's got a little no, 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 no. it's got a little more to it. Um I think it games with like a tech that's a techno sound. That's how like about, a how about jet set radio. I reset it's like it's like a I know well, really? Is it DDR? Is it a rhythm Ooh, game? Let's see. DDR. Dance dance. Uh, type dan- type in oh. dance dance. Yeah, let's show that. No dance, dance no. the revolution. Wait, what's that? Crypt of the oh. Necro Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is because that's a no. rhythm game. Really? Yeah. That would be I, my I, guess. It, it doesn't hit hard enough to be. No, because I was seeing you move the tiles. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem impossible. No, because like, no, Crypt is more like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you're moving. Okay. All right, Shelby, make, Shelby, make your guess. Oh, that's very helpful. <laughs> oh man, we're totally failing this. Is that, did you skip? I did yeah, skip. I did skip. Okay. Point um, the guess, Shelby. Uh, or Evan, you got a game? Just name a game. That's very good. I still think we should try The World Ends With You. Okay. All right. Let's see. On the it. DS, maybe that's a DS type sound. Okay. Hey, I got good there. news. That's not here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what you get the wonderful 101 super mario world wonderful 101 it could be that it's super bassy could be okay. wonderful 101 sure yeah no. all right play it one more time i think it's the crypt of the necro dancer i really think it's crypt of the necro dancer when the bass kicked in I, that i think you might be right I'm gonna yeah. beat so much crow if it is. Let's go! Oh my god. Let's go! Oh no! Oh no! After I act on the top of the hour, it was pretty funny. Is Ashton about to pop out and I just get punked? Are you kidding me? That is. Kids still stupid. Jab, no. I don't know. Yes. Let's I go. Sure, I got too pumped up on that can't one. Can't believe. Yes. It was Crypt of the Necro Dancer. That is ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to retire from this Mouth game go. as champion. No, I'm done. No, we're done with the games. I'm champ. We're done. Oh, no. This is... is so this is Zelda? only one a day? Is this Zelda We can do whatever Ocarina? we want. We can do this one. We have three minutes left on the podcast. No, no. Does it... Uh, do you yeah, it only does one yeah. a day. You only okay, get okay. one yeah. song yeah, you get and one, a one day. video a day. We can do Guess the Game really quick. Um, this one's easier for me. To the audio, we're looking at a picture... Uh, it looks like a boat, but it's got ceiling tiles. I think it's. I think you're you're rocking in like I think Zelda Ocarina that it's era. It's like a PS one game or N sixty four. Yeah, that's where I'm thinking too. Zelda Ocarina. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Nope. Nope. Ooh. Okay. Old school. Metacritic score of ninety. It almost reminds me of like a Doom, but obviously not that old. But or one of those weird, like maybe Tomb Raider or something really weird, like uh, Blood Rain. Oh, Tomb Raider didn't have a shovel though, did it? That's an axe. Well, it's covered in blood too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can tell how much George Shelby does. (laughs) Hey, honey, can you dig this hole? I thought it it was a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) That an axe? Yes, somebody. Is that an axe? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Quake coming in from the chat. Um, Quake could be be Quake. Does Quake have an axe? Yeah, I don't know. Or Silent Hill. Yeah, I think it's one of those like first-person creepy games. I like Silent Hill. I'm feeling yeah, Silent Hill. Um, Silent Hill play novel. You sure? Uh, Let me spell correctly. Right there, just playing. Or is it Silent Hill Two? Vanilla. Okay, Vanilla Silent Hill. Oh, oh, that's Wolfenstein. Is it? Yeah, it looks so. like a Doom or Wolfenstein type face. <laughs> oh gosh, now I gotta spell Wolfenstein. There you go, right there, you go. It just, Gosh, it's the I got first, the right letter. That would have been embarrassing for the you. The first one. 
um, from time 3D. It's got to be 3D, right? New order. I mean, These are all newer it's games. Not new order. Those are the, that's a newer one, right? Okay, Wolfenstein 3D. <laughs> no. no, that's pretty Ooh, gruesome. That guy it, does he have legs or feet sh- or they're just is, snubs? The, <laughs> it's like holding Gosh. electricity too. Is it? Qu- is it, is it just a different Wolfenstein? <laughs> yeah. Does does. Is Does this Quake have a storyline back in the day, or is it just multi? Is which one? Wolvenstein? No, Quake. I think Quake I think was Quake, just uh, multiplayer. Yeah, just yeah. multi. Yeah. I don't think it's that. The Wolfenstein, uh, just Wolfenstein Nilla? Uh, maybe? Yeah, because the first one, the first Wolfenstein, was always in a 3D environment like this, wasn't it? Maybe. Uh, I think it was like two more... sprites in a 3D environment. Yeah. I, I don't wrong. know what the f- first one is. That's the thing. Like, there's Castle Wolfenstein, and then there's Beyond Cap. Okay. This there's would be Return. Like, I think this would be Return because that's the early 2001 type. Let's do it. That would be my other guess. Oh, boy. Nope. Released in 96. So we're on the right track. Look at that HUD, oh. guys. Did there's a HUD oh, there. Released in 96. Okay. PlayStation One game. It looks like a PS One oh, game. That right there. That's that's got to be it. It's a boomer shooter. <laughs> it's a boomer shooter. Yes, this is a boomer game. Mm-hmm. Yes, Indeed. I've never heard that before. Boomer I love shooter. that. So Call of Duty done. Got it. A boomer shooter. I've seen this HUD before. It's gonna drive me crazy. Like I recognize this right here. I don't know how many more guesses we got. Uh, two. I don't think it's Quake. Yeah, because those are all multi, right? Yeah, this looks like a single player. Nineteen ninety six. Maybe that's that's really kind of before PS one, right? Because the N sixty four came out. So this is a PC game. Try Doom. No, that's not Doom. Doom didn't have axes, did it? No, I don't think it did. And Doom, no, I, I don't think it's doom but hey based on our track record i said it wasn't doom so it's probably gonna be doom i'm not yeah i, I mean you, you're like casey's not right so they're in the church quaker mastered had single player oh there you go okay uh wolf another wolfenstein that looks like a zombie zombie though no i did not yeah. try quake let's do it yeah, just go for it. You'll for you'll regret it if you don't. Yeah, for sure. Quake, vanilla, ready, rock. Oh, oh. we get it. It was Quake. It was, it was Quake. Quake. All right. I was just trying to troll you guys. Uh-huh. That was my grand plan. Woo! Thank you, Great Bard Gaming. Yeah, Always Bard trust the bards. Um, I still want um, it known. I totally oh. kicked ass on that music game. So I'm yeah. never tired, champ. Evan, it's because of you. I really want to thank you for coming on the show and letting me flex my sound knowledge. Um, where can people find Welcome. more of you, Evan? Um, they can follow me on Twitter um, at Evan underscore Tor. Um, and they can join the uh, Rebel Transmute Discord. Um, I think it's linked from the Twitter or at least from the Kickstarter page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most of my updates are posted there and discords where I interact with people and post uh, more nitty gritty updates about game development. Thanks. Um, I, again, thank you. Congratulations on all your success and anybody that wants to support him, the description will be, uh, below. Um, also those in the chat, if you're looking to join the Kickstarter so we can get this game on switch, please click this link that I just posted in the chat and go pay this man, give him all your money. Uh, uh, <laughs> You want to take us home? Yeah, definitely. Evan, thanks again for joining us, man. It's been really fun. Um, if this is your first time joining us, uh, yeah, we do do a weekly podcast, uh, Graybard Gaming. It's nice to see you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. What day? We normally do Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. is what we shoot for. Yeah. Today's a Wednesday. It's outside of the norm, but we shoot for Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. Um, we normally go from 8 to 9. That's kind of where we land. Yeah. Phil has been our morning streamer. So he's been yeah. getting on many mornings. And we're starting to use the schedule like grown-ups. 
Yeah. Um, but then once in a while, we'll just pop off and uh, do a Twitch stream here and there. So we're trying to work through our backlog. And then we also talk about games and stuff of that nature on Tuesdays. We have a Twitch. Obviously, if you're watching there, a TikTok, YouTube Shorts, we're posting those. If you're listening to the audio version somewhere else, would you kindly leave us a review? Five stars if you would. And know that Rebel Transmute closes its Kickstarter on September 30th. We're going for the stretch goals, baby. It's coming. We're going to do it. So if you're listening to this after thank y'all we are out play your games bye bye bye